Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. So you went out of state and you brought back a boy, and we'll talk more about him next time, I think. Maybe soon. We'll see what happens in the meantime. Oh, we will. Yeah. But, you know, you came back and you had a struggly weekend to get this boy back into the hang of having routines and boundaries. And you were going to get back to work on Monday, which you haven't been working a lot lately. I had not been working a lot lately. I was chasing after various things on fire. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a fairly accurate explanation of what's been happening. Everything right. is on fire. Mm. The problem is you tried to go back to work and not too long into your day, you get a phone call. It's not supposed to be a problem that I try to go back to work, first of all. Okay. There's your first problem of the problems. Yeah, it, yes. should, it should be good to go back to work. And at this point, after your long weekend, it was probably a relief to go back to work. I know it was for me. For me to go back to work? And and leave the, <laughs> the fires at home behind. Right. Because work is admittedly putting out other fires, but... They pay me for that. They do. Yeah. And you can keep some professional distance from those fires. It doesn't compare to the reward of parenting. I don't even know what to... (laughs) But you were happy to get back to work until... Until I couldn't stay there. I was working at my desk, and I was standing there because I stand there. Because you have a standing desk. I do. And my cell phone started ringing, and it was in that little holder you gave me to hold it up so I could see what it's doing. And it said, a little town that's about two hours from here that I know some people in. So I thought, well, that's not the number I'm used to them calling from, but it is their town, and I think I'll just answer the phone. And it's a good thing you answered the phone, because it wasn't our friends in this town in the next state two hours away. No, it was an officer. It was an officer. There's a highway patrol officer. For the next state over. Yes. He said, I see on your card that you are a mental health professional. And I said, yes. And he said, I have so-and-so here. And I said, oh, that's my aunt. In other words, you know, my profession no longer applies to relatives. (laughs) Officially. She's not my client. She's family. Yeah. So I asked him what what the scoop was, and he said, well, I'm trying to determine if she's impaired. And I said, okay, what is she doing? And he said, she's acting like an old person who's kind of feeble-minded and doesn't seem to know what they're doing. And I said, okay, well, that sounds about right. We've we've had these problems with her lately, but she won't admit to them. And And this is something we've been talking about off and on for a couple of years now. When she went to visit your sister, your sister asked to have her visit the doctor. And before that, she would try and pick up our kids from school and get lost in the two blocks from her house to the school. And, you know, this is nothing that is coming as a terrible surprise. No, it's not. And I expected sooner or later she would get pulled over and it would then force the issue to be addressed, which wasn't what my sister preferred. My sister preferred to keep asking me when I was going to take my aunt to the doctor, but my aunt kept evading the process on purpose most of the time. Your sister forgot that your aunt is a human being with her own free will. So I said to the officer, okay, so what did she do? And he said, well, she was driving on the freeway in the wrong direction. I said, oh, okay, that's wrong. That's really wrong. That that really, really is wrong, going the wrong way on the expressway. 
Perhaps in the area she was in, there wasn't very much traffic because we are kind nowhere. of in the middle of nowhere. We're yeah, nowhere. even at, just across the state line, it's still middle of nowhere. Yes, but she was across the state line, which is a good 35 miles from her house. And I said, okay, I'm not sure what she's doing over there. And he said, she did say she was going to do her taxes. (laughs) She didn't have any taxes in that state. No, you are correct. Nope. Especially not that way in that lane. Especially not that way in that lane. (laughs) Uh, So he wanted me to come and get her. Understandably so. He can't send her home like that. And he doesn't want to transport her because he's on the other side of the state line. He said, if you can bring somebody with you, you can take her car back. And if you can't, then it can stay here for a little while. And I'm thinking, oh, great. Like, I want to drive back and forth across the state line when I'm at work, trying to be at work. Is that what you're trying to do at work? I I thought so. (laughs) My boss thought though. My boss thought so. My Uh co-workers thought so. We were all wrong. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it was about 12, so everyone around me that I usually would solicit to do something extreme, like drive 30, 40 miles away and retrieve a relative that has gone astray and get back to work in a big fat hurry, (laughs) Mm -hmm. was missing. Like my work wife, and I realized, you always ask me, are there any of these gendery things? This is a gendery thing, because I thought, well, I always ask my work wife, because she's right there. Right. But she wasn't there, and I thought, okay, who do I ask? I thought, I'm a guy, so who are the guys I know here? Because I should go ask a guy. Yeah. Because guys will do things for other guys. Yeah, they will. Yeah. So I went looking for the guys. Uh Uh-huh. But they had gone to lunch. Uh huh. And then I went down to the guy at the desk and I said, "Hey, where are these guys?" And he said, "Oh, they they left. They went mm-hmm. to lunch or something." And he couldn't leave because it wasn't his lunch, and he can't go for that long. He's at the desk. This Se- is your buddy, security. the security guy. Yeah, yeah. Then I remembered my my Jesus friend had just retired, so I called him. Yes. And I said, "Hey, man, what are you doing?" Uh, he said, "Well, I'm working on something. What do you need?" And I said, "Well, I, I need to retrieve my aunt." And I told him the scoop. I said, "Now, I have to do it like now because I have to get back here because I have two clients in a row at two o'clock." He said, "Okay, come pick me up." And he's on the way to right. where we were going, so that was perfect. So I got over there and picked him up and drove up the freeway to uh, retrieve her. And I asked him. He said, "Do you want me to drive uh, her car or your car?" And I said, "Well, you probably want mine." And we pulled up, and he saw her tiny little car, and he said, "Oh yeah, I'm not getting in there." Uh-huh. <laughs> He's tall. He's tall. He's, he's really six tall. foot something and he's got a very long torso. So he will be bumping his head and crouching down to see through the windshield. Yes. She has a little car. So we got out of my car and, and there's my aunt with her hands on her hips. She gets out of her car and she starts talking nonsense. Word salad. Pretty much. It might have been like when you're making a salad, you might make a bean salad or a green salad or something. So it was all the same ingredients, which the words would make a sentence if they were correct, like in the right order or applicable to the situation. She says, somebody's supposed to be picking me up at the state line. And she's, what do you, what do you think? Um, what do you call that? Indignant. Yes. Indignant. <laughs> and I say, really? I said, Who? Like, is she going to tell me why she's out in the middle of nowhere? Uh-huh. Like, even farther nowhere than we live already? <laughs> right. And uh, then she says that, but like in the wrong order and stuff. And I'm like, okay. And then the officer says, may I speak to you for a moment? <laughs> and this officer, so you always say, yes, yes you sir. may. <laughs> and he pulls me to the side and he says to me, points at her with his thumb kind of discreetly, is this how she usually is? And I said, no. Nope. Something is extra wrong here. 
Because you had already indicated on the phone that she was having age-related cognitive decline of some sort. Yes. And so he's checking, is this the usual level of cognitive impairment? And he might have been just double-checking, like, is she intoxicated in some way and should I have arrested her or are you just going to retrieve her and we can stop now? So I said, okay, well, something is extra wrong. I need to get her to a doctor. I will call her doctor as soon as I get back. Mm -hmm. So we all jump in the cars and start driving down the road back to where we're going. You have to go up a little farther to turn around. Oh, goodness. Because it's a divided road that she was driving on the wrong way. So she, as my sister pointed out, made some effort to get (laughs) on the road the wrong way. (laughs) Yep. I don't even know where she started. I did clarify with him. So she was driving where? And he said, over there, this way. So we jump in the cars and her car is like dinging and doing something that has to do with her phone. And I don't have time for this because she doesn't know how to operate anything at this moment. So I just turn the volume all the way down and start driving. And I get to the part where you turn around and she says, I don't know why he had to pull me over. And I said, well... You were driving south on the road that goes north. You were on the wrong side of the road. Mm -hmm. And she says, oh. And then she's very quiet, so I know something's extra wrong with her. Because usually, even if she's totally wrong, totally, utterly, completely wrong, she's going to argue about it. Oh, yeah. So she's not saying much, and I'm thinking this is not so good. But, you know, it's not the first time we've been dealing with this. So the first time we dealt with this this extreme, and we're really glad nobody got hurt. So we start driving, and then she says to me, he says to me, you're in California. And I said, no. And then she says it again, I said, no. And then she says it again, I said, no. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, we're skipping. (laughs) At this point, we're almost to the state line. And I said to her, well... Actually, you are over the state line. Look in front of us. And I point at the sign. There's the state. Welcome back. Yes. And feel the bump in the road. That's where the funding for that state ends and our starts. Mm-hmm. There's a bump. Now you're back in our state. She doesn't say anything. Right. So uh, I had to quick drive to our house and leave her car here, run in the house and get water and pee because, you know, we've been driving all over the place. And one thing I've learned is even if you're in a hurry, just go in and pee because you don't know where the next bathroom is. And, you know, I'm a trans guy. You got to... You got to be careful about those things. Yes. When you know you're safe, get it done. Yeah, get it done. So then we all get in my car and I drive her back to her house And then I drive my buddy back to his house so I can hurry up and get back to work and hurry up and get my stuff and hurry up and go where I'm supposed to be. Because you have other work things to do and other appointments to attend. Yes, I do. And on the way, my Jesus friend says to me, you know, I think she's she was embarrassed because uh, she only said a few things and she was very quiet. And I said, no, man. She has no embarrassed. No, she has indignant... (laughs) But she doesn't have embarrassed. Something's wrong that she's that quiet. But I really can't miss these clients. So she has to stay at her house and go to the hospital later. Right. I'll call somebody and see if they can take her on my way to my next thing. So I, I didn't get a hold of anybody on the way. And I had to work. And when I was done working, I was really done. Understandably so. I, mean, I, I just went back and forth to Vegas, got back here at, you know, one o'clock in the morning, got the kid to bed, had to deal with, you know, him adjusting all weekend, adjusting, mm-hmm. and get him enrolled in school and then get to work for five minutes or something and go right, driving off down the road to uh-huh. BFE. You have to actually do some of your job for your job. Yeah, yeah. No. So I just 
thought, you know, I am done with tonight. She needs to see a doctor. I will call her doctor in the morning. You needed to maintain your own sanity in order to continue helping all these other people. Well, and the boy had a dentist appointment in the morning because I, I, when oh, he left, sick. I didn't cancel any of his appointments until like a day before because because there was a chance back, that this happened. Yes. Yeah. So there he was, and so I was bringing him to the dentist first thing in the morning, and then I thought by then her doctor will be open, and then I realized as I was bringing him back to school, this is the opportunity to get her to the ER and have them do some tests, and they'll call her doctor. Except at this point, then number zero child who has been staying with us is also sick, which I didn't know till I came home from my phone, which I didn't have. Because <laughs> I was with the kid at the dentist. And, and I, you can I, never I'm, remember anything when you're trying to get that kid I'm out managed. of practice of yes. keeping the phone in my pocket with the kid around yes. me. And I forget everything. So I came back for the phone and the, kid sa- the zero kid says to me, are you going downtown now? I said, yes. And she says, can I go with you and you could just leave me at the clinic because I, I'm seeing my doctor at 1130, but I have a migraine and I'm going to throw up and I need some medicine. And I said, okay, but I have to go pick up my aunt. And so get in the car and let's go. And we get in the car and we drive to my aunt's and the kid comes up to the door and then the, and then the zero kid is like, uh-oh, I, I just, I can't stand up. And so she went and sat in the car and my aunt's still pretty out of it. So mm-hmm. she wasn't too, it wasn't too hard to talk her into your you're going with me. Yeah. And uh, we need to go to the hospital and have them do some tests. I said, tell me your doctor's name. Uh-huh. She couldn't tell me. Let me see your phone and see if I couldn't find the doctor's name in there anywhere. Well, Zero Child didn't know what had happened the previous day, and she tried to call your aunt for a ride to the doctor. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because when I got here, <laughs> she said, uh, is something wrong with aunt? Because I tried to call her for a ride and she kept repeating herself, like strangely repeating things like, my car is at your house. Oh, that's interesting. What's that for? My car is at your house. Okay. Okay. Why is that? My car is at your house. Yeah, that was it. And it kind of freaked the kid out a bit. I said, she's got to go to the hospital. So I went there. I couldn't find the doctor's number or anything. I said, okay, let's go over to the ER and they they will find your doctor's name and they will do some tests and send it to the doctor. So she gets in the car. Very unusual for her to cooperate like this. And uh, we drive down the road and we drop the kid at the clinic a couple hours early, but the kid does not care. She's very sick. And we go to the ER and then I email my boss and say, hey, I'm at the ER with my aunt. My boss knows at this point that this has happened because I, when I left work the day before, I had to say, hey, I have to leave work Yeah, and go get my aunt. Mm-hmm. And by that point, I had also gotten from the ER people the doctor's name and phone number. Because my aunt kept saying the doctor's name was this, and everybody in the ER is looking at her like, no, that's the name of a thing, not a person. My doctor's name is Mr. Table. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it is. Okay, let's look. And it's something spelled similar, but said differently. And my aunt can't do that. So I had called the doctor. Mm Mm-hmm the doctor's office, and lo and behold, the MA answers. I'm like, whoa, Woo-hoo. you answered the phone. She said, because I, I I, said, hey, can I, I need to talk to this doctor's MA. She says, that's me. I'm like, no way. <laughs> Talking to a live person and not a machine? Because, you know, even in small doctor's offices, you always get the machine. Yeah. And I told her what was going on, and she said, okay, tell me your name. And I told her my name. She says, oh, good, you're already in the file, meaning I can talk to you. Good. 
I said, great, let's make an appointment. Yes. And so we're hoping that the people in the ER can figure out, you know, has your aunt had a seizure because she does have a seizure disorder or has she had a stroke or TIA or some sort of what? And, And here's what's nice about being a man. I go in the ER with my aunt and I say, this is my aunt. Something is wrong with her. And they believe me. So when we went in to the first desk, the lady will talk to me and then she wants to talk to my aunt too. But I say, look, this is my aunt. I had to go get her. She was driving the wrong way on the freeway and the officer made me come and get her. And they say, okay. And then they say to her, like, they're listening to me, but they assume I am mansplaining. Mm -hmm. And they say to her, what are your symptoms? And she starts repeating herself. I think I might've had a seizure in, in that kind of wrong voice of the person who's not quite connected to themselves. So what happened I think with I might the seizure? Had a seizure. And they're like, okay. What, and then what, they look at me. What kind of seizure? They say, okay, we'll get her in. Yes. And then we go and sit down and then we go over to a guy. Now, now we're at a guy. So now they're really going to listen. Okay. And I say, here's my aunt. The highway patrol from our next state over called me and said, come get her. She was driving the wrong way on the freeway. And he looks at me like, uh-oh. All right. And he starts checking everything, and he doesn't like everything. So he says to the woman coming in and out of the back door, the the door where they have to buzz you in, this one's going to go right back. And I'm thinking, yep. Mm -hmm. So then I hadn't told them this was all the day before, because I knew the ticket to getting her in was to telling them the real problem that happened here. Yeah. They don't need to know yet that that was yesterday. So we get in the back, and the nurse has to ask her things. Mm -hmm. And they ask you the same questions every time. Where are you? What year is it? What date is it? What day is it? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And my aunt says, I'm in the ER. I'm in the ER. I'm in the ER. She knows what year it is. Okay. And um, and they look at me and say, what else should I ask her? Like they're thinking. They're just talking uh-huh. out loud of their thinking process. And I'm shrugging my shoulders like I'm not in charge of this. So I don't know. I am in charge of a lot of things right now, but this is your job. <laughs> and they ask her... Um, Something like what day it is, and she doesn't know. And they say, okay. And they go on the computer, and then that's, this is where they get me the doctor's number and stuff, and I end up calling the doctor's office. So the doctor comes in there, and she starts asking my aunt some questions. Like, do you remember what you did this morning? And my aunt says, yes. And the doctor says, okay, tell me. And my aunt says, uh, uh. And the doctor says, when you got up, did you eat or make coffee? And my aunt says, yes, and then no, and then maybe. And and then the doctor says, okay, do you remember getting in your car? And my aunt says, no. And then they start to get in the mix where it's determined that I'm going to have to fess up that this was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I say to the doctor, no, really, it was yesterday because I picked her up, brought her back, and I thought somebody else was going to take her to the hospital. And they didn't. When I found that out this morning, I brought her right here. Right. And they said, okay. Like the doctor's looking at me like you, what? But you're a man and you had a job and you thought you had delegated. I said, I had to get back to work and I thought somebody was taking her. And so the doctor's like, okay. And if you were still presenting as female, they would have thought, what the hell is wrong with you that you prioritized your work over your poor aunt? Yes. Women are not allowed to do that. But you are. I was off the hook and they were just going to take care of business. They were. Yeah. So I actually did get to leave her and go back to my office for a while. (laughs) For a long while, actually, because... Because you had to work late that night. Well, and also because it was taking them a long time to do stuff. Eventually, I went back to the clinic and got the zero child and brought her home and got something else while I was here, like food, probably. I went back into the air to check on my aunt and they had one of those cool computer screen robot 
guys. Oh, so fun. that the doctor, because there's no doctor available. And they, they it, had a telemedicine connection. Yes, they, because the doctor is far away, that type of doctor they needed. Because we live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But so, that's good that they had a telemedicine connection it was to a really cool. proper neurologist type person. Yeah, he could make the p- thing move around so he could see around the room, and it was cool. That's neat. I didn't get to see that much of it, but the part I saw was cool. Uh-huh. So we left her there, and I brought the zero child home and got food, and they decided to keep her. Well, yeah, when you've had a brain malfunction, I, I can't imagine that they wouldn't. But. This is no surprise to you or me, but she was trying to comprehend what was going on and maybe what had happened. Okay. It hadn't really struck her yet, and she wasn't all there. She understood something was wrong, and they needed to figure it out. But in the meantime, you know, I had to work really late. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got off of work and came home, was I texting my boss, who was at Grandma's house? I think so, or she was texting This is how you know we're in a tiny town, because I'm texting my boss, who's at Grandma's house. But my boss texts me and says, is your aunt in a padded bed? And I think, is this what she's asking, or does she mean padded room? So I text back and say, is that like a padded room? Because your boss has been known to get her words mixed up occasionally also. When she's texting and she could yeah, she's looked away while she was texting and it, yes, it phone texted for not, her. Not an age-related thing, just an ADD type of thing. Yes. So. While I'm texting that back to her, she texts me back, Grandma is on the phone with your aunt and your aunt says to Grandma to tell me to tell you to tell your mother. <laughs> Not to call her, because I guess your mother just called her and interrogated her, and now she's crying. So I type back and I say, it's not a triangle, is it a pentagon? And and this is something of a term of art, you know, these communications that should be directly between people and... It turns into up, a triangle. Yes. Instead of being direct. Yes. And we know this language, her and I, because of mental health work. Yes. So she texts back and she says, no, it's like the telephone game, only with real telephones, <laughs> which is, you started laughing at that I point. Did. Yeah. I did. And I said, okay. Because this is a longstanding joke between you and I that we don't actually use our phones for phones that often anymore. <laughs> no. So wait, we're, we're using the phones for phones to play phone? Yes, if you're texting, it can be. Oh, so she texts back and say, okay, your aunt is in a padded bed. Which we is, thought maybe she was in the psych ward, but she's in a padded bed and she was scared because she didn't understand why the bad bed was padded. And um, it turns out because they're afraid she'll have a seizure. Right. That, right. that makes sense. I said, well, maybe she's just crying and getting upset because she's starting to realize what she did. Yeah. And that, that's kind of frightening to think you were driving the wrong way on the freeway. Uh, yeah. Right? And didn't know it. Especially if she has any memories of these events. Don't know how much memory she retained of it, but then the... Maybe it started coming back. I don't know. Memories coming back of having cars coming at you. It was late. I had no intention of telling my mother anything at that time, nor in the near future. You come home at bedtime when you come home late. You work a 12-hour shift and you come home and shower and go to bed and kids are already in bed and it, it is late. Yes, and my mother's asleep and I wouldn't call her anyway. No. <laughs> because my mother and my aunt interrogate each other all the time. So I find yes. nothing new with this. And one of them ends up crying and I can't stop them. So I'm not going to give anybody a lecture about it. No. And I had no time for it anyway. Mm-hmm. 
So my aunt leaves a message early in the morning while we're getting kids ready for school uh-huh. and says, I think I might have had a seizure and I have an infection from a needle. And I, I'm like, that sounds wrong and probably wrong. So I call her after, you know, the kids are getting to school and she says the same thing. And I say, okay, look, I have to go to work. So I'm going to call my sister. And, and she will figure out what's going on. She says, okay. So I call my sister. I say, look, you've got to deal with these people for today because I really have to be at work. I have a meeting at 8.30. I don't have time for and to, whatever is really not happening. To clarify, you are not just being the man saying that the woman must manage it because that's what women do, like the doctor earlier would have, but because she is a full-time parent and has the flexibility while her children are at school to do more of that management. Well, that's true. But what I said to her is, look, I've been dealing with this for two days and I have to work today. Absolutely have to work. So I can't miss any more work for this stuff that doesn't make sense. Please just go figure out what's going on and tell me later. Text me. Right. Because I, and she said, okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying she, to clarify that you yeah, weren't being an you. asshole guy. I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I've missed I've missed no, a lot no, of work. No, no, you totally have. It's not yeah. my turn. It's your turn now. Yes. Tag, you're it. <laughs> so my sister would like to know what's going on. And she says, can we do that? And I said, she's right there. She can give verbal consent for you to talk to the nurse or the doctor. Whoever's right. There. Okay. So then I'm done with that for pretty much all day, which is great because I really had to be done but by late afternoon, I was in massive pain because of the stress and the not sleeping. And so I needed a chiropractor. You did. And on your way home, was it on your way home? On my you way home. Voicemails from and text messages from. Text from my boss after grandma called my boss and said, Hey, call grandma. There's something wrong with your aunts getting released from the hospital. There's some problem. And uh, so then I called grandma and grandma says, Oh, your aunt says that they won't discharge her because. She doesn't have a doctor, and the doctor there won't release her unless there's a doctor to release her to, and something or another. And I said, okay. That sounds a little bit record skippy to me. <laughs> so I I text my sister, and I said, I'm, I'm going to the chiropractor. Grandma's calling me and telling me things that don't make sense. You got any scoop over there, or do you want to call and see what's going on? Because I'm going to miss the window while I'm at the chiropractor, and those that shift will go home, and nobody will know what's happening. So none of that was what was going on and nobody really knows what really was going on except they weren't ready to release her because they did some more tests and they couldn't figure out what was wrong and she did have an infection, not from a needle. She she made that up. Her brain made that up. Yes, her brain made that up for her. And she does have insurance and we do have a doctor's appointment so I don't really know anything that was happening there but the fact of the matter is they weren't releasing her because of the infection and the tests weren't back and they weren't letting her out of there if they didn't know what was happening. Right. That makes sense. Uh-huh. We know let you drivey drivey anywhere. No. So you stay here. And they told her she could go somewhere if she went to stay with somebody and she was mad about that. So I don't even remember Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. By Thursday, you were giving a ride to our tall friend who had called to, you she on needed Monday. To go. Yeah, she called me Monday. I finally got her trained the right way. I said, look, all this time I said, if you need a ride, you need to call me a couple days ahead. I'm totally glad to give you a ride. My work is close to where you live. That's and close to the clinic. she putting it off because she didn't want to ask for favors, but then she ends up in a last minute thing. And sometimes we can, and sometimes we can't. But if she lets us know in advance, 
this and we're happy to help. Yes. And so, we can plan on it. So that was actually Monday night when I got home, or no, Tuesday night. One of those nights when I got home late. Yes. And she says, uh, she had texted me some hours before, but I didn't see it because I was doing things. And she had asked if you could come give her her shot, but by the time you saw it, it was too late. It was too late. Yeah. I mean, it was really late, and I said, I'm sorry, but it's been a heck of a day, and I'll tell you all about that. But mm-hmm. uh, but by Thursday, I, you were giving her a ride. Yes. She needed a ride for Thursday. Give her a is, ride. Which is nice, because she's one of these people who you help, and then she's like grateful instead of indignant. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I've been trying to explain that to the big kid, the zero child. No, we don't mind helping you because we help you and you like it. And you say, thank you. Unlike our children, which zero child points out that even when we try to feed them, they're unhappy with us (sighs) for doing such a thing. How dare we give them food and clothing and shelter? I know. It's terrible. (sighs) They just want to go outside. (laughs) I know. I saw the look in your eye. You'd like to let them. (laughs) (laughs) So I I told our, our tall friend a little bit about this crazy nonsense. Uh-huh. And then off she hopped out into the clinic because this is my rounds lately. George's Ambulance Service. <laughs> I make rounds to the clinic and the ER. Uh-huh. Round and round we go. Where we stop? Nobody knows. No, we haven't stopped yet. <laughs> no. No. <sighs> um, and so, yeah, they wouldn't release her until they had all the tests back and until they had verified the status of her infection. That she would be okay and not like have this infection overtake her system and disable her. So here's the good news. Zero child got medicine that day when we went. Mm Mm-hmm. And by the evening was fairly operable, and by the next day was better. Yes. And the other good news is she likes to go with when I go to my mother's or my aunt's or wherever I'm going to see them. She does. Because she finds them hilarious. Yes, she does. And they love to see her. Yes. And then they try to give her money and say, can you do this for me and I'll give you $5. Yeah. And they're going to give her $5, so she better just do the thing. Right. But she finds them hilarious. And I have a witness to the craziness. Yes, that's like, good. One of them says something crazy and I look at her like, you, you heard that, right? And she's trying not to laugh over there. And see, it's good that she can go because I just get annoyed with all that nonsense. I, I told her, I said, we can't send Jess. She can't stand this kind of nonsense. No, no. It bothers her. I have too much personal, I don't know if I want to call it trauma, but too much emotional baggage around managing that kind of nonsense in my last marriage. I'm I'm all done. Yes. But Zero Child finds it hilarious. Yes. And they love to see her and she's trying to be nice and visit because they're by themselves, you know. Uh-huh. She's genuinely trying to be nice. She's not just going for her own amusement, but she likes to see them and she does find them funny. So when Saturday came and my aunt realized they weren't letting her out, she asked us to bring her some undergarments, which you and I started the old joke. Underpants. Underpants. From back when the kids were like four, the little kids. The little kids. And we were first starting to teach them how to manage laundry. And we weren't even trying to teach them how to load the laundry yet at that point or do anything except first they go in this place and then they go in that place. And so they would help with the process of unloading the washer and loading into the dryer. And one would be on a step stool pulling things out and handing them to the other kid who was standing on the floor putting them into the dryer. Right. And and they amuse themselves. They do. And so they would pull something out. One of them would tell the other what it was, and they would confirm this is what it is and put it in the dryer. And then they would pull out a pair of underpants. Ah, Once they got to the underpants, everything was underpants. Ah, Yeah. Even if it wasn't underpants, it was underpants. (laughs) And they were amusing themselves. And it was hilarious. So, yeah. 
So, so it's a long-standing she needed, joke. She, she needed, needed underpants. She did. So we went to her house and got them and put her mail in and whatnot. And we came back here to have dinner with children's. Mm-hmm. And our kitchen was invaded with a colony of ants. Uh-huh. You had cramps and were not very happy. I and was in a lot of pain and I had also um, overdone my back putting up and taking down things for concerts and such this week. So Yes, and we know that you're in pain when you actually go for the bottle of ibuprofen. Yeah. That's the serious of it. So I was dealing with ants. And I think I actually took naproxen because I wanted mm-hmm. to manage my back before I managed my cramps. Anyway, anyway you I was managed man- ants. I was managing ants, not ant. Yes. I was going to manage ant after. <laughs> and so I sent her a text, sorry, I'm not there yet. I have ants all over my kitchen. So I brought zero child with. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it's funny to watch her crack up over whatever. Yes. Whatever great. it is. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. So Friday was coming and my sister has been texting me a lot and saying, what's going on with our aunt? What's happening now? What's happening now? And Friday morning when she texted me and I was home because I'd worked my 40 hours, she said, are you going to see our aunt at the hospital? And I said, well, eventually, yes, but first I'm going to find something enjoyable to do that has nothing to do with driving people to clinics or hospitals, which she could understand Yes, and found amusing as long as I was going to go to the hospital later. (laughs) As long as you're not totally shirking, you can shirk for a couple hours. Yeah. So I went up the mountain with the big kid to see some snow and just look at pretty trees and things. And then we came down and... And so finally they did come Sunday, get all of her details managed and... The infection under control, which they were... They wouldn't let her out Saturday, Friday or Saturday, and she was mad because infection wasn't under control. Mm-hmm. At this point, I think she had realized it wasn't... It wasn't a mild seizure. <laughs> no, it wasn't a needle infection, uh-huh. which we already knew that. And so my sister had called the nurse station and, and she got the nurse and she asked him, okay, she says, I'm going to ask you some really strange, stupid things because I don't understand what my aunt is saying. And he says, okay... And he's probably been dealing with your aunt, so he probably understands that she doesn't understand her. Right. So she says, my aunt says that she has an infection from a needle. And he says, okay, well, the first blood draw had the infection present. So unless she got poked by a needle on the way in the door... It's not from a needle. Is is she diabetic? Does she inject herself with insulin? Could it have been some other needle? No. Okay. So she asks him some other things and clarifies things, and this is how we figure out that they need 72 hours so they can see if they can get this infection under control before they can release her. And that's really what this is all about, and she has to stay put until that happens. Yes. The other reports will go to her doctor for follow-up. And you text me that I will probably then end up having to take the boy to his doctor because her doctor is on the same day. Yes. Which you had originally planned on taking him to, but now you'll have to take her, so I'll take him. Yes, but now I have to call her doctor in the morning because she got a call saying we were going tomorrow, which was the first plan, before they thought they might keep her longer and we changed it to later, next week. Which is fine. If they'd want to take her tomorrow, great. Let's get it over with. Right. If they don't take her till next week, fine. I just need to know what's happening. So she is home. I brought her home. And you will be running ambulance service either tomorrow or next week. Yes, The good news is I'm on spring break this week and I can help with the ambulance service. Yes, that's why I'm giving you the boy. Yes. And that's just to his pediatrician. 
Yes. Which I probably can meet you there. Yes. Because by then I'd like to get the information from when he was down there with his mom out of state to give his doctor he has here to see if we can get him a referral to a, a, specialist, a specialist like he was supposed to be seeing down there. Right. And yeah. That kind of stuff. So did your aunt ever get to go and do her taxes like she said she was doing? No, because they're in her car in front of our house. <laughs> okay. So is that that tax day yet? No, it's not. Mm-mm. So that will probably be also end up being on my list of to dos. Yes. So mm-hmm. I guess that's it for now. Yeah. That is it for now. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail dot com, or by commenting at our website transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! It says Yeti. Yes, I'm checking. (laughs) I noticed. It's my job to remember. That, That is pretty much your job around here, to remember. To forget some things. I'm sorry you'd like to forget. We'll talk about the things we want to forget in a minute. Right. We can start now? Yeah. Okay. Fairly accurate explanation of what's been happening. Everything is on fire. Mm. No two people are not on fire. It's a old meme, sorry. Okay. (laughs) To hear these little four-year-olds underpants. (laughs) 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 Ha, 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 ha.